Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. Oh, one more day till my favorite day of the year. That's right. Thanksgiving, favorite day oh, of the year. Oh, come on. All you got to do, well, do is eat and watch football. All right. Um, we have a feast, a veritable feast. That's all you got to do is eat and watch football. Huh, that's right. But you, I know you're, you cook. I know. But, that, see, just, but if you cook, that means you like to cook. So that's something you probably enjoy. Yeah, but what time? What, I, I really want to know what time are you eating, though? Uh, yo, every, it's, every year it's the same thing. The plan is like 2 p.m. Nothing's ready till 5. It's always 3 hours. Okay, well, that's cool. As long as you plan at 2 and you got a three-hour window to get drunk, then Mm -hmm. you're good. Right, right. I see what you're saying. Yeah, because you can't can't say I'm eating at 2 and eat at 2.15. You can't do that. No. You got to get them there at a certain time, and then from there, you take as long as you need before you eat. So if you say two and y'all don't eat till six, that is it is what it is. They ain't got nothing else to do the next day any damn way. Starving to death. I just struggle. Though. I just eat a lot throughout the whole course of the day. It never really stops. Oh, oh, not me. I, I start out in the morning. I'll just have a little something to eat because I want to. I'm, no. I'm going. I'm going ham. I'm picking at everything. <laughs> yo. I'm picking at everything. That's what I'm I going. Yo, I, I got the drink in the hand. I got my dog by my side. I'm watching football. I'm picking at everything. Having conversations. It's a whole day affair. Okay, what about you, Kier? You as you as you cook, are you kind of picking? You, you got to like kind no, of. No, only thing I'm doing is I'm tasting certain things right. like sauces and things that I would put together. Like, I'm making um, a pesto sauce mm-hmm. that I've got to taste, and I need to taste it to make sure it's right. Or I'm making um, this dressing to go over the corn salad, salad dressing to go over the corn salad. I just need to taste it. But the food-wise, I'm not – because i got to starve myself right. from the time <laughs> I go to bed yes. to the time oh. I finally eat something the next day because just the aroma in the room – is gonna be crazy, right? I'm cooking. I'm cooking inside and outside, so I'm gonna be going back and forward, moving around, doing a lot of different things. But no, I won't be tasting anything. Yeah, that's. I'm, and I'm it's with, very tempting now. Trust I, me. I'm, I'm with Keith, but but see, I gotta eat a little something in the morning, Man. or I'm, I'm gonna break it, and I'm I'm gonna wind up eating. So what I do is I eat just enough to hold me to hold it down. I have like a couple of eggs or something like that, but just enough to hold it down, Jay, so that I'm not gonna break. Before I, but that's why I get cranky sometimes, Key, when it's like, yeah, we're gonna, it's going to be ready at 2. Hangry. And then at 3.30, I'm like, how much longer? <laughs> because I, I, you know, like I planned it to eat, but it never works out you gotta that prep, way. Man. You got to get ready for the game. You just don't yeah. go into the game and just play. You warm up. Get some well, shots up know, beforehand. Yeah, but Key is right. You want to be, be starving when that nah, food is ready. Nah. Yeah. And one of the things is you say to yourself, you go, well, I'm not going to drink anything. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you and your buddies, hmm. everybody start coming. It's like, oh, here, have a drink. I'm like, no, man, I'm cooking. I'm good. Have a light next beer. next thing yeah. you know, it's too late. <laughs> See, yeah. that's, that's why I eat throughout the course yeah. of the day because you're constantly talking. You have a drink in your hand. You got to sustain, Oh, man. it's so good. And then you pass out watching football after you had three plates and a couple of beers. And, and, and oh, my God, it's so good. Kids running around. Look. Uh, Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Goodyear Hotline. And it is time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Yesterday in Chicago, 
Remember, Key was talking about, man, you don't get rid of a guy before the holidays. And then, then Key, you change your tune. You know, you know what? For that, get rid of him before the holidays. So it's not like hanging over his head like the Sword of Damocles. You can look that one up. Anyway, yesterday in Chicago, a Patch.com report stated that Thursday's Bears game against the Lions would be Matt Nagy's last as coach. And so, of course, Nagy was asked to address it. Matt, there's a report today that you've been informed that this will be your last game as president. That is not accurate. You know, I have not, um, you know, I have great communication with ownership with George and Ted and and Ryan, but uh, I have not had any discussions. That's straight talk wireless. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Um, Key, what, what, do you believe him? I believe him. I do. Why would they tell him before that they're going to fire him and then have him coach the game? It doesn't, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. If they're going to fire him, they're certainly not going to say, hey, we're going to fire you. We need you to go coach the game. It, it just, no, I, I believe that they haven't said that. I believe that there could potentially be some conversations with the owners and, you know, the general manager or whoever's making the decisions to say, hey, I think we're going to go in a different direction after Thanksgiving, but they did not inform Matt Nagy of that. So I have some boots on the ground in Shy, uh, and I heard yesterday was a very unusual day because I heard Matt Nagy speak to the press and say, I have not had a conversation with George, with Ted, or Ryan Pace, but then – on his way back to the second walkthrough, uh, he did have a conversation with them. And the rest of the walkthrough that day, everything else was canceled. All the meetings were canceled. And people internally told me that was a very highly unusual move by Matt Nagy, who is very pragmatic, very ritual-oriented, uh, likes to have things stationed the way he did. So, look, my, my thing, it's a short week, but I will have a tendency to believe it because when you start hearing people or kids chant, at his son's high school football games, fire Matt Nagy. When you start hearing people at Chicago Bulls games, fire Matt Nagy. I know that ownership doesn't listen to the fans, but it's getting to a point where it's becoming disruptive to players internally and to everybody around the organization. And obviously the awkwardness was felt yesterday from players and from people internally in the Chicago Bear organization. You just referred to it. On Saturday, people chanted, Fire Nagy during a high school football game featuring the coach's son. Uh, the chant occurred during a Class A semifinals game between six-seeded Lake Forest, Nagy's son, uh, Braden, plays for, and top-seeded Carrie Grove. Carrie Grove won 40-7. to um, But Principal Neil Lisinski wasn't in a celebratory mood after what he called a disrespectful chant and said, on behalf of Cary Grove High School, I want to assure our community that the chant was not acceptable nor appropriate and was immediately addressed by administration at the game. We hope to learn from this situation. We've taken steps to ensure this does not happen again. It's messed up. I mean, it's all kinds of mess. Look, the, the reality is it is what it is. It's life. You don't do the job. You're not going to keep it forever, especially in, you know, uh, in, the, in, the, in the highest level of professional sports. Mm-hmm. You know, Chicago Bears football, that town takes it seriously. That's a heritage franchise, the whole thing. But it is, like, all that said, and it's going to happen at some point, whatever, <laughs> it is all kinds of messed up. A couple days before Thanksgiving, your kid's playing a game. You got to hear those chants. Hard, That's all man. kinds of messed up. Yeah, this is ridiculous that people would 
you you know, I don't mind you chanting or whatever the case is, but when you start bringing one's family into the situation, it's a little ridiculous at that point. Um, you know, I, I you never want to you never want to wish something like that on a family. Uh, you know, it's just it's it's hurtful. Um, you never want to see coaches be fired around the holidays. Unfortunately, sports is surrounded around holidays, and a lot of times seasons end around holidays, especially football season with Thanksgiving and, and Christmas. Uh, you know, mm. I'm glad that the school issued their statement, um, but hopefully Matt Nagy and his family can get through whatever it is and continue to have a, a wonderful Thanksgiving and a wonderful holiday because he'll coach again. He probably won't be a head coach, but he'll certainly be somebody's assistant. Be a part of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Nation. We have our own nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Call us at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. College football is heating up, and the fans are hyped. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. All right, look, Bears ain't getting to the playoffs this year, right? But one Midwestern team is getting closer. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Breaking news in ESPN Radio Sports Center. The College Football Playoff Committee releasing its latest top 25, and it's not about who's number one. It's about who's number four, as the Cincinnati Bearcats is now fourth. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN2, Sirius XM Channel 80, your smart speakers, download the podcast. Latest college football playoff rankings are out. Cincinnati became the first team from the so-called Group of Five to be in the top four. Now, this is significant. Remember when the the, the first rankings were going to come out, and who was it? Was it Paul Feinbaum who said, hey, Mm -hmm. if Cincinnati's four, it's going to be tough for them. And they came out, and what, were they sixth? Yep. Right? It was like, oh, if four was going to be tough, undefeated the whole thing, six is going to be a bear, but or a bear cat. But look what's happened. They've moved up. And now sitting at four, here's CFP committee chair Gary Barta on how the committee views the Bearcats. We've had a lot of respect for Cincinnati all year. We certainly have talked about their strength of schedule. uh, But this win uh, against SMU, when we were looking at uh, the way they played offensively and defensively, 
they, they came in at four. The, a lot of discussion. There's 13 members of the committee. There's certainly a disagreement at times, but when the vote came down, uh, they were four and then Michigan at five. See, I, what I love about college football is the thing that some people hate. It's not like any other sport. There is a subjective nature to the rankings process, like the way boxing, scoring around. It's like it's part of the culture of the sport. Anyway, it's time for Rankings Reaction, brought to you by Wendy's. It's Better Breakfast O'Clock at Wendy's. Get a bacon or sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit for mm. a buck for $1. Mm. So, all right, so the Bearcats are fourth, but they are not a lock for the playoff yet. Oklahoma State could still jump into the playoffs. The SEC could get two teams, guys. Who do you want to see in the fourth spot? Who do you want to see, Key? I want to see the four that's there. Cincinnati is in the fourth spot. Leave it there. I want to see them run the table and pop one of the four teams. It's exciting to be able to see. It's so exciting to be able to see Cincinnati sitting in the fourth spot to play Ohio State or whoever they match up with, whether it's Georgia or Alabama. That's a huge upset. I go back to college football. I've been watching college football my entire life. Okay, but I go back to Oklahoma, Boise State in the Fiesta Bowl, what Boise State was able to do to Oklahoma and Bob Stoops. I look at that. I look at what a a lightweight Oregon State team did to Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl. I I like teams like that that are major underdogs in these situations. I don't want to see no damn Notre Dame. I don't want to see that. I know what that's going to be. And yes, I went to USC. And yes, I don't like Notre Dame. But if I went to no college, I don't want to see the damn Irish, period. They do nothing for me. Nothing at all. Got a national following, though, Key. They really do. They do do nothing. They're not a good football team. I don't want to see that again, another blowout. Why would you want that on your screen? All right, well, Jay, you've heard from Key. He loves Notre Dame. What about you? (laughs) I got to be frank with you. I don't give a hell who the fourth team is. I just want to see Georgia, Ohio State, and Alabama. Mm -hmm. I will take even Alabama with two losses Mm -mm. to be in the top four. And I understand. Man, I'll take Alabama with three losses before I take Notre Dame. I want to see the best football teams compete for a national championship. I know we get into who belongs, who's undefeated, and I, I can get it. If you want to have Cincinnati in, fine. I'll watch Cincinnati get drubbed, get drugged by by Alabama or Georgia. I'll watch it. But here's the Just problem. Here, watching it. Yeah, here's but the, Jay, what here, makes you think that here, – here, here, I'm just going to give you some, some non-Power 5 institutions. In the regular season, in some in the postseason, many years ago, Appalachian State went to the big house and popped Michigan. Yes. That thing lives forever, right? Mm-hmm. That's exciting. You think about it. Several About four years oh. ago, UCF played Auburn – in the Peach Bowl. I was at that game. They was manhandling Auburn. So when you look at that, that's what I want to see. Key. And Key. It's like the basketball. Those Cinderella stories are so amazing. That's why I don't think Cincinnati is just going – everybody thought Cincinnati was going to go to Notre Dame early in the year and, and get smacked. What did they do? Come out with a W. So you're saying you, you, would, you would give Cincinnati a chance to pop Georgia? That's what you're telling me? Man, you know how it's exciting to build up. Think about it, man. It's the build up. It's it's looking at them and saying, well, here's Luke Fickle's big day. He's roaming the sidelines. Oh, my God. He's up against Kirby Smart. These are two defensive-minded coaches, blah, blah, blah. It's all of that. Then all of a sudden, that young quarterback, uh, the young quarterback, um, I can't even think of his name for Cincinnati, 
has balls out and has an amazing game. And it, even if they didn't beat him and it was just one of those games oh, that they lost yeah, by eight Ritter, they lost by eight points or something. That's a good football game I opposed you, to I, watching I just, Notre Dame lose in the first quarter. And I get how the committee is subjective, Max. I, and I, I hear what you're saying, Key. I, and I, I, I love the excitement. Trust me, I love March Madness. But I'm seeing March Madness in college basketball be somewhat different than how we look at the CFP in football, in college football, well, right? Because I've seen, I know the committee subjectively looking at the way Cincinnati beat up on SMU or USF. But I've also seen Cincinnati barely get a win against Navy in Tulsa. So yeah, it makes you wonder. I'm, actually, okay. I'm with Key here, Jay. That's like fine. I, I like the you. idea of the Cinderella and the possible upset, even if you wind up seeing a whooping, right? However, here's my one thing. I'm not with you guys. Like I just want to see the best teams, even if the team has three losses. You will lose a lot of what makes college football special, which is they have a great regular season because what you know going in is a one loss is bad and it might knock you out. But two losses you are not going to the playoff. As long as it remains a double elimination tournament, now you still maintain interest in the regular season. You're still more often than not going to get the teams you want in the playoffs. But, like, don't lose the regular season. at the Don't, don't sacrifice it on the altar of the playoff. Don't but, do it. But Max, if I'm playing in an exponentially way better conference than a lot of my opponents in that – if you're playing in the SEC yeah. where there's six opponents who are ranked in the top 25, like, what do you mean? Well, you're a powerhouse school. But, you have more competition. Think about it, though, Jay. You, you, you say that you watch Cincinnati struggle against Navy. The committee needs to understand that Navy's offense and the style in which Navy plays, teams don't see that week in and week out. It's very hard to defend that stuff. Okay, their style in which they play, especially on the offensive side of the ball. So just not Cincinnati will struggle against them. There will be power five teams that will struggle against Navy because you don't see the quadruple options and all the weird stuff that they do week in and week out. But, Key, we're not talking about just power five teams. I'm not talking about teams that are at the mid-pack of the Pac-12. You know, we're talking about top four, top five teams in the country. Like, so I, I hear what you're saying about Navy's unique style of play, but you tell me you think Georgia would struggle with Navy? Are you telling me you Man, think uh, Alabama uh, would struggle with yeah, Navy? They, they, they would struggle to stop that stuff. They may pull away at some point, but they certainly have to take – it'll take time to figure out what you they do. What? You know what? I'm just happy about this. This is what's interesting to me. At this late date in the season – when was the last time the dream matchup did not include Alabama? At this moment, the dream matchup is the Ohio State offense against the Georgia defense. I cannot remember the last time we're this deep in, and I'm not thinking, like, I really want to see that team play Alabama. I'm thinking, nope, I want to see Ohio State-Georgia right now. Season ended today. The championship game I want to see is Ohio State-Georgia. But, 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 but Max... Alabama got a high-octane offense, too. No doubt. Yes. So I don't know why everybody make it seem like Ohio State's offense is so much more superior than Alabama's, and Alabama's offense will not give Georgia fits. It's not that. Bryce Young and them dudes is out there wrecking shot. No doubt. It's not that. It's the, the performance that Ohio State just came off mm-hmm. was like, you know, at one point Stroud was like – 
29 of 31. Like, was something ridiculous. ridiculous. Did, Mel Tucker, was, did Mel Tucker sign that contract yet? It was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> the other big takeaway from last night was Ohio State jumping Alabama into the second spot, right? That's what we're talking about. Um, in the rankings after their blowout win against Michigan State. Ohio State's win is the, is the celebratory moment of this week, brought to you by Allstate. Save money like a champion with Allstate championship savings for the win. All right, tomorrow's Thanksgiving, and one NFL team won't be hanging with Mr. Cooper. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Now back to Prescott, Chiefs. Now the pass is over the middle, picked off! Picked off by Sneed! Sneed now will go down wisely! Inside the 10-yard line will cap off a terrific night for the Chiefs defense. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, ESPN2, Sirius XM Channel 80, your smart speakers presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Goodyear Hotline. All right, it's Thanksgiving Day. We have the Cowboys in the 430 slot. They're going to be without one of their top weapons. Thanksgiving Day tomorrow, obviously. Amari Cooper will miss his second straight game after being placed on the reserve COVID-19 list. Cooper is unvaccinated, and here's Cowboys owner Jerry Jones on 105.3 The Fan on that situation. You check me at the door uh, in a football team. The facts are it is a wee thing when you walk into uh, the locker room, and anybody is being counted on to uh, pull his weight. Now, Mari Cooper is outstanding, folks. He's one of the highest character guys that you will ever be around in any area. But this is a classic case of how it can impact a team when people are, at the end of the day, this is not individual, it is team. You cannot win anything individually. But the point is that this popped us. This did pop us. Yeah, they got popped. Certainly got popped. Listen, got popped. I mean, when you are an important mm-hmm. part of something and you're a major ingredient to something being successful and you are not there to help your team win, you hurt your team in many different ways. Uh, as we've talked about on this show numerous times about the COVID situation, 
vaccination situation. You know, I'm not going to force anybody to stick a needle in their arm. If they believe different, then it is what it is. Just know the scrutiny that you come under when you jeopardize your team's success for whatever reasons. And on top of that, when someone is paying you 20 plus million dollars every single year so that you can be an important part of a team, an ingredient that is going to help a team have ultimate success, clearly when you're not on the field, it derails the hopes. Um, why Amari Cooper is not vaccinated, I don't know, and I really don't give a damn or care. I just know that when you are removed from the field because you are important to that team, know you are going to be scrutinized. It's just That's just what it is. You're an important member of the team. That's why they traded you for you. That's why they paid you all the money for you to be there to help them win championships. And this is a championship team right now. And they just lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. You were not there. And you're not going to be there this Thursday against the Las Vegas Raiders. And if they lose to the Las Vegas Raiders because you were not there and the passing game didn't look a certain way, you're going to be scrutinized, period. I'm I'm down with players being criticized for their on-field performance. But one of the things that's getting really old for me and and, and key, I I hear what you're saying, but... but when there's terminology that's used, like the onus is on the player because of their decision to be unvaccinated, that starts to drive me a little bit mad. Like when I hear Jerry Jones say, you know, we are a team. And I'm sitting there saying, okay, well, that means that he doesn't want to be part of the team because he chose not to be vaccinated right now because maybe he doesn't feel comfortable with the decision. Or when people, when Key said, you know, you jeopardize the team, you're using the word jeopardize because I decided to get unvaccinated. Now I'm jeopardizing our team's chances because these are unknown. Yes, you, you, you clearly are but, jeopardizing the team from winning a championship. No different than Kyrie Irving making a decision not to do his vaccination is jeopardizing the Brooklyn Nets from going on an ultimate run. That is why Kevin Durant, as well as – uh, James Harden is not very happy. I know that for a fact with the decision. So that's well, what happens. You're it's, allowed to be. You know, you're allowed to not be happy with the decision, but it's not and like that's, and that's I'm, it's not like I made. Jay, that's well, jeopardizing can I, our championship can I my point? run. It's not as if I've done something off the court or off the field, like a car accident or something like that has jeopardized. It. Like these are when you no, wait, use uh, the wait, word Jay, jeopardize. Are you, are you, you so, are talking about a different time that we are currently in. Jay, so you're talking about, it seems to me, you're making a very serious decision about your health in your life outside of the game. Yeah, and now you're going to say that that jeopardizes. But but Key is factually correct, it does. And I want to say something about this. And I don't want to bog down too much on the COVID and the vaccination of it all. I will say if a decision is that important, and people keep saying, well, if you believe X, Y, and Z, I'm just telling you, unless it's a religious objection, which, uh, you know, that, that we have religious freedom in this country, unless it's a religious objection, if that's what you believe, that it's unhealthy for you, and, or a ser- unless you have a serious medical condition that, that a real doctor has told you, actually, this is dangerous for you, then your belief is based on bad information. But I want, that's first. Here's the second thing. I want to focus on the Jerry Jones of it all for a second because you're talking about Jerry's reaction to it, right? And I get it. It affects his bottom line. It affects his ability Not just to win a championship. No, that's, here's the thing that's interesting to me, okay? 
Because even if you feel like, yo, Jerry, that's a little bit foul because he's making a life decision and you're making it a football thing, I, I, that, that, doesn't, that, doesn't, that, that rubs me the wrong way. I don't want to put words in your mouth if that's what you mean, Jay. That's what I said. Yeah. So, so, but from Jerry Jones's point of view, think about this. Dude is a multi-billionaire. He is not getting any younger. And we've been talking about him like that, like his age, for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. He would like to see the Cowboys win another championship. The bottom line is football teams got to spend, what, 90% of the salary cap anyway? And, and you can't go past 100%. It's a hard cap. So it's not really about bottom line in terms of how much. He's got more money than he could spend for the generations, right? The dude wants to win a championship. And Finally, dude, it looks like they got all the pieces together and his best receiver. Is, oh, wait a minute. Time out. You mean if you'd have followed these protocols, I could get you back potentially by this date. But instead, it's going to have to be 10 days because you made a choice. Uh, by the way, not based on sound science, most likely that that is now going to cost me maybe the buy in the first round, and that could easily determine whether I win a Super yeah. Bowl. I get it, man. Oh, I, I understand it. I'm not saying I, I don't understand it. Oh, my whole point is, though, is that if, first off, he's not the only owner who has players who are unvaccinated. This is happening across all of sports, okay? That's number one. Number two, the owners could have tried to negotiate that with the players' union, but they couldn't come to an agreement on it being mandated in football. So this goes down into the galleries of it too now. And I I, I hear it, but like nobody talks about those points. It just goes back to this individual, you know, it's part of we. And that's how it gives off that impression. It feels like there is an individual attack all of a sudden on Cooper because he is unvaccinated and he's going to be the individual reason that holds the Dallas Cowboys back from winning a championship. Yeah, I'm not saying- as, a, as a right now, no, Jay, as a right now, by not being vaccinated, he is going to be the individual reason. But Key, I heard you right yesterday now. on first take say right they had now. a chance to win the game. It was 19 to 9. They, but but they, it didn't happen, though, regardless if it was 19 or 9. If he was there, guess what? They may have won the game. If CeeDee Lamb was healthy, they may have won the game. But that wasn't the case. When you look at it in the National Football League, the Jerry, I'm speaking for Jerry Jones now. The coaches are vaccinated. There are players on the team that are vaccinated. Doesn't mean, as you know, Jay, you could still contract COVID. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that you can't. The fact that you're not, much like Max is saying, what scientific reason is there I'm not says that? I'm not going, yeah. Where? Let, I, I'm I understand. Not going, I understand. Keep, keep, I'm not going there. I don't want here. this conversation to what, be about. What uh, is that? I'm not going Because to. Jerry Jones is looking at it and is saying, well, hell, everybody pretty much in my building is vaccinated. Yeah, let, Everybody, you know, that's the way he's uh, looking at it. Hey, I'm, I'm not going down this COVID route with you guys about whether people should be vaccinated or not. Like, I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm, I'm not saying. I'm a, I'm look, a believer. as I, as I started CDC off by saying. not vaccinated. But as like, I said, yeah, but Jay, doctors, oh, as I said before, Jay, I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to tell somebody to put a needle in their arm. Do what you feel right. you need to do. This is America. Do. No one's going to force you a got, needle in You your do arm. whatever you feel you need to do. That's right. There are members of my family that's not vaccinated. But there are consequences. I don't. Care. Guys, That's I want to. Hey, Key, Key, I agree with you. I'm really, I agree with Key totally about this, That's but fine. I want to, I want to bring up another point that, that may illuminate things, okay? In 1965, the best pitcher on earth was Sandy Koufax, okay? And he was Jewish, and the, and the Dodgers were in the World Series. And 
game one fell on Yom Kippur, high holy holiday. And Koufax chose not to pitch. Now, the Dodgers, that's a religious belief, right? Like, that, hey, I don't, I don't want, I'm not supposed to pitch on Yom Kippur. Now, the, the Dodgers went on to win the World Series. If they had gone on, and I'm Jewish, by the way, you know, mm-hmm. like if they had gone on to lose the <laughs> really World Series. Thank you. Well, I mean, I just want to, you know, I know people, but if they had gone on to lose the World Series, there may have been, even though it was something from life that intersected with sports and he put a higher priority on than his job, because, Jay, that seems to be your objection. Wait a minute. People's lives are above their professions, Okay. But, but then there still could be legitimate professional criticism that the choices you make based on your beliefs led to a negative outcome for the team. Now, it didn't in that case. They won the World Series. But had they lost, that would have been legitimate criticism. Well, we're not talking about the Super Bowl, right? We're talking about a game that they lost and that right. they were, yes, they were they, in the game. But if they lose multiple games, they ain't getting to no damn Super Bowl. That's the whole point. So, so Jerry's point was if he was vaccinated, he may have missed this game, but he would have been, been able to be back quicker to have against the Raiders. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All right. Well, they've lost games with Amari Cooper in but, the lineup, but, by but the way. But, Jay, look, you're right, so we have to wait and see. <laughs> but the criticism – Wait, wait, I'm, Jay, I'm would I'm you done, deny man. Y'all my talk point? about it. Y'all figure – you and Max figure it out. I'm done with it. No, that's cool. I'm just, I'm, I'm just posing. Jay, are you side. denying my point? I'm that, not denying your point. Okay, so, so if there is, you, it, am I wrong in saying that you're saying your life choices sometimes are more important to you than your profession, and you shouldn't? Is your point that you shouldn't be criticized professionally for life choices that you make that you put a higher priority on than your profession? I, because, because that's what you seem to be saying. Like this is a life choice he's making. And now, because it affects him professionally, he's taking criticism. But I think that's legitimate. It's he's professional be, criticism, not personal be, criticism. Yeah, he's going to be criticized from a professional standpoint. Not only are they paying him a bunch of money, he's, they depend on him, Jay. Like, we depend on you. You depend on me. We depend on Max. All of a sudden, Max is not here. Now we got to figure out, oh, God, okay, so now the, cause you, oh, it, it happens. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. Jerry Jones is just saying, hey, this is a team situation. A majority of my team is vaccinated. The one guy or one of the guys that is the main ingredient for us is not vaccinated. So, therefore, we are going to lose him for a longer period of time. And it's going to jeopardize our ultimate goal at the end, at the beginning of the day, which is to try and get to a championship. And if we continue to lose games because he's not part of the team, that is going to be an issue. I, I understand the frustration, Key, and I'm with you, brother. I get it. If I were Jerry Jones, I would be frustrated too. I would want to win a championship. But Max, I will ask you this: When's the last time we had a pandemic in our world? Nineteen eighteen. Okay. So all I'm saying is that. This isn't a common occurrence. This is an unprecedented time. So when I start hearing regular terminology that is used for common occurrences during an unprecedented time, that's what rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, it's unprecedented, but there's a way to get back to normal, and he don't want to do it. (laughs) I mean, like, even that point, Jay, is sort of negated by the reality of the facts on the ground, you know? But I, there's something that is rubbing you the wrong way as as a human being. And, 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 I, and, and to, to my ears, it sounds like you're saying that, he, that, that the criticism, the professional criticism of someone based on personal choices is bothering you. Maybe to you it sounds like personal well, criticism. It's well, not, I, Well, maybe, Key, it's also because there, I think there's a cumulative effect for me because I've seen people be chastised 
for these decisions uh, in a very public form, and it feels like these individuals are being attacked because maybe they no, choose not, to look no, for things no, like Amor, Amor natural immunity. And I'm not, I'm not saying this Amor relates. Is one of my guys. Yeah, and, I'm not and, saying and you, Key, or I'm not saying yeah, Jerry not Jones. Attacked. I just say it feels like attacked. a cumulative effect for me because of what I've constantly heard throughout the paradigm of media and, and, and the conversations but, that lend off of these type of things. That's But why. I think what, what you are hearing is a lot of important, in, in terms of, let's keep it to the athlete side of things. Mm-hmm. In terms of the athlete, for their teams, everybody that we talk about is an important ingredient to a championship team. Every last one of them that we talk about. We don't never talk about guys that – or not, I mean, we, we talked about Cole Beasley for a smidget, and that was like, whatever. But we talk about Aaron Rodgers because he is the main ingredient to the Green Bay Packers. So we're going to have that conversation about him. You know, we're going to have the conversation about Amari Cooper because he is the main ingredient to their passing game outside of Dak Prescott. That is, we're going to talk about Kyrie Irving because he is one of the main ingredients to the Brooklyn Nets run for a championship. So those conversations are going to come up, and all those guys are unvaccinated. Agreed. And that's why the conversation is going to come up. So, like, we, but we don't have conversations about Aaron Rodgers is still unvaccinated. Oh, we do. We had conversations I, I, no, no, nonstop wait, 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 about no, 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 no. I'm not talking about the fact that he caught COVID, but, like, you know, it, it doesn't register in our minds that he could still maybe potentially catch COVID again. Oh, yeah, no, you know, why, you know why, You know why? You know why that is? As soon as he catches it, guess yeah. what we'll be talking okay. about? Exactly. Right? We'll be you talking know, about him but again. Like, but I hear, like, you know, I just, the thought I think, process of it, like, but that here's doesn't why, occur Jay. until it actually if happens. If we did it again, it doesn't matter. If, you know? we, if we talked Aaron Rodgers right now, hey, by the way, everyone, Aaron Rodgers still not unvaccinated, is still unvaccinated, you would sit here and say most likely, oh, how much are we going to talk about this? Like, we have already been all over it, and he is right. If it, if, if it happens again, believe me, we're going to be on think it. Of, think, <laughs> about, think about we talked about Cam at nauseum, right? Yeah. And then, then he got vaccinated. We're like, eh, okay. All right. That's that, all done. Just, it's all done. That's that's the you, world that you choose to live in, let's, J.D. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, oh, by the way. Oh, 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 oh. I am vaccinated. <laughs> I know what world I live in. Speaking I just of like Aaron to stand Rogers. up for other people and how they see it. Yeah, yeah. Look, look. As Key said, as I said, this is America. Yeah, and you have the you have a right to make choices. However, there is a cost to all the choices you make. Are you if you're not willing to, you know, like if you make a choice, you got to pay the price for the choice. You got a right to do right. it, but there are consequences. I'm COVID right. out. Here we go. Moving on. There you go. Um, Aaron Rodgers seemed to confirm on the Pat McAfee show that his pinky toe is hurt. It's the pinky toe. <laughs> Oh, pinky toe! You shot me in the pinky toe. What was it? Yeah, Harlem Knights. Um, I feel similar to how I felt last Tuesday. This is something that will not go away. I'm not sure what the bye week will look like. There are a lot of options on the table. One option that is not on the table is sitting out. There is definitely all options on the table. Surgery, rest, sit out. I'm definitely not going to sit out. I'm going to keep playing. Naturally, I'm leading people to understand that if it's worse than turf toe, there must be some sort of a bone issue. Again, it's better than the fifth. It's better that it's the fifth toe. I have a toe injury that's not going away. I'm going to be dealing with it for at least the next couple of weeks, guys. When I hear um, pinky toe, as Roger said, like that's the best news of the bad news, right? It ain't the big toe. So when you when you're pushing off that back foot, I imagine. That's more manageable, Key. 
You know, I've never had turf toe, but I've certainly had issues with my big toe, um, which was somewhat a form of turf toe, I guess. I've gotten stepped on much like Aaron Rodgers. You know, when you get that cleat pressing down or somebody pressing down on your your foot on that bone, um, what we did with me, because I had to stop in, in you know, you're running, you're stopping down your toes and dropping your weight, they had to... First of all, they had to cut a hole in the top of my nail to allow it to breathe. But then they had to cut a donut at the top of my shoe right above the big toe because it was swollen so it wouldn't even fit in the shoe. And it hurt like hell, but, you know, they got some stuff that will make you feel good for a few hours while you're playing some football. Aaron Rodgers' big toe is where he presses off of, but this is the pinky toe. So I don't know how how it feels because I've never really had a pinky injury. I've only had big toe injuries that didn't feel good. But again, they got some stuff, I'm sure, in one of them cabinets that'll make Aaron Rodgers feel okay for a few hours. Man, can we talking about the pinky toe like it's a torn ACL? You know, like Jason Pierre-Paul out here playing with a torn rotator cuff and a fractured finger. You know, and he Shot ain't complaining about toe. it. You know what I mean? Like, huh? it's not a torn ACL. Yeah. It's yeah. A, oh, man, it, it could be it painful. Hurt, though, it could be painful. I, I but better I, than I, the big I, toe, I, I even according to Rogers. Right you know, in my big toe. Playing, if he was playing basketball, he'd be out for two years. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max coming to you live from above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17. Another team in the NFC North heading in the opposite direction. That's coming up. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.